Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again, welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, coach, mentor, and tour mentor, John Opaluski. How are you today, John? Jim, I'm doing great. It's great to uh, be with you recording today. Good. I, I had somebody say one time, why does Jim call you a tormentor? And, and the, the reason is, I, I don't mind, like when iron sharpens iron, something is ground off in the process, right? Mm-hmm. Something is corrected. Something that was dull is sharpened. Something that wasn't now is. Something that is now isn't. And I, I one of the things I appreciate about your coaching process is you don't tell me how nice I look today. You, you tell me when you got something hanging out of your nose, Jim, and I need you to fix it because I love you. You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. We've had so many great conversations through the years that have made me a better, a better father, a better husband, a better pastor, a better me. So thank you for being a, a, a tormentor in, in the best of, of senses. Tell us a little bit today about uh, podcast number 134. Yeah, Jim, I want us to talk about four signs that may indicate you're living your life out of rhythm. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, go ahead. Well, I was going to say define rhythm for, for those that might not be, if you've heard this podcast more than twice, you probably heard us talk about rhythm Yeah. just in case. So let me, let me give you examples of rhythm. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, there are spiritual rhythms in our life, you know, prayer, study of the word, journaling, private rhythms. And then there are corporate spiritual rhythms, right? Yeah. Uh, corporate gatherings and prayer meetings and, and things like that. So those are some spiritual rhythms. We have, yeah. we have uh, friendship or relational rhythms in our life. Yeah. We, we have uh, friends who we spend one-on-one time with. We have friends that we're in a small group with. And, yeah. and you know, we don't necessarily see those people every day, but we should be seeing them on a fairly regular basis. And there's a rhythm of that. Yeah. Um, there are work rest rhythms, which we spend a ton of time on, uh, yes. talking yeah. about. there's a daily rhythm, knowing when to stop your start and yeah. stop your work. Uh, yeah. there is a weekly rhythm and we just talked about how to have a great day yeah. off in pod 133. So that has to do with uh, Sabbath and things of that nature. We talk about a quarterly rhythm where you get away from your house or your office or part of your day. Go, yeah. go somewhere where you don't have to think about projects at home and spend a couple of hours reflecting, uh, being quiet. I like water, so I like going to the beach, yeah. watching water for a couple of hours. Um, and then annual uh, rhythms, taking a good chunk of time off for vacation. So yeah. those, those are examples of the yeah, rhythm. great rhythms. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. So with that in mind now, there's we can do this right and we can do this wrong. Mm-hmm. And and if we're doing it wrong, there's probably evidence, right? A loving yeah. God gave us the ability to feel pain because pain tells us something's wrong, yes. where it's located, so we can do something about it. So, right. what, what, what are your thoughts on maybe some of the some of the yellow lights on the dashboard of our heart, our soul, okay. our our body? Yeah, and uh, so and, and the thing is, Jim, it's possible that that you might be out of rhythm and not know it. Yes, right. right. Uh, yeah, I know that. I know that. I struggle with that. I'm out of rhythm. Yeah. My wife knows it you know, yes. <laughs> when I'm out of rhythm. She, she gets that. I mean, maybe that's one of the dashboard lights. I don't have that on the list, but your, your spouse yeah. is, is probably a great dashboard light, you know, to let you know. Uh, yeah. I assume it's because you're so much, you're so much kinder and so much more willing to help with dishes and things. That's probably, yeah, we'll go so. with that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> we all know every man and every woman listening knows exactly what you meant. <laughs> right. So here are some dashboard lights I think we can look yeah. at some practical ones that might signal uh, we have some arrhythmia issues in our in our life. Here's the first one, yeah. Sunday evening dread. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, if you feel a knot in your gut on Sunday night as Monday yeah. approaches, uh, one of the reasons might be you're out of rhythm. Now, mm -hmm. it, it could mean other things like, you know, you don't like your job. Maybe that's why you have, you know, or you have an ordinary yeah. boss and that's why, you don't, you know, Monday is, yeah. is, is dreadful to you. But if you love what you do and the looming week feels like a gauntlet. Yeah that you just need to get through, you may have a rhythm problem right. in your yeah. life and pay attention to that. You know, those feelings, right. you called it pain, Jim, those feelings of dread are informational. Yeah. And, right. and, and, and they might be revealing that your work rhythm is out of whack. Yes. Um, so this yeah. Sunday evening dread, I think, you know, Jim, you know how much, I love what we do at Converge. Yeah. You know that yeah. about me. And yeah. I'm not, yeah. that's not hype. That's not, that's, that is, we, we love yeah. the work that we get to do, but yeah. even there are those Sundays where I think about, Oh man, look at the week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when I have <laughs> that feeling, you know, more and more, it's probably a, a warning light flashing St. John. Yes. Your, your schedule's out of control or right. your friendship rhythms are yeah. out of whack. Uh, usually right. those two go together, actually. You know, if my, sure. if my work rhythm is way out of whack, usually my relationship rhythms yeah. are, are Something's got to give. Rhythm. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. To be working so much, you're giving up other things. That's yeah. right. Hmm. So that's the first one. Uh, here's another one. Uh, yeah. Increased irritability. What do you mean by that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I used to think that being irritable was, was always a sign of immaturity. And, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think it, it many times it is that, sure. but I think sometimes irritability can be due to a lack of rhythm in our life. Mm -hmm. um, let's use work life as an example. If your work life is all flow onshore crash of waves, you know, I like waves as an example here yeah. with no ebb. Uh, no matter how much you love what you do, no matter how much success you are having, yeah, how much fruit you're bearing, irritability is probably going to knock on your door. Yeah, and and so I think that that irritability is, and I and I hope this doesn't sound wrong, but it's almost like a God given signal, right? That mm. yeah. your life is out of kilter. What do you, what do you think about this one, Jim? I'm curious what yeah. your thoughts. Yeah, well, I, I think let, let's, let's use a different word for irritability, just being angry about something in, a, in an unusually common yeah. way, right? I was trying just to be nice, angry. you know. Yeah, but what, what, you know, what is anger? Anger is a secondary emotion, yes. right? I, I was jealous, so I became angry. I, I hurt my feelings, so I became angry. It's, it's not the first thing we feel. There's a reason <clears> that we feel something, and then anger is what we reach for. So that, yeah, that's I, that sense of feeling overwhelmed. You know, I, I just, mm -hmm. it's too much. There's too much going on. Hey, could you hand me the salt? Hey, why do I have to do everything around here? You know, like what, where did that come from? Anger is not the problem. The problem is, is a, a poor maintenance of the inside of me and the mm -hmm. rhythms of my life that are now coming out in ways where I feel overwhelmed. And I'm going to, I'm going to use overwhelming force 
to respond to the overwhelming feelings that I'm having. Yeah. And it comes out as irritability. Uh, we're just telling everybody, leave us alone. When we're irritable, we're just saying, leave us alone. Well, why? Well, because we, there's too much happening around us or in us uh, at the moment to, to digest one more thing. So, right. and we can't, we can't yell at the IRS who wants our tax returns right now. Right. We, but we can yell at our kid who said, can we go outside and play? Mm. And we can be irritable with him. So people who are closest to us are going to feel the brunt of that, that, that lack of rhythm. Uh, and it's going to come out in, yeah. in, in, a, in an overwhelming way, if you will, because we're overwhelmed. There's no yeah, other way for it to come out. That's such a good point. You, what you just said, I think is so important that other people experience us when we're out of rhythm. Yeah. The yeah. people that we lead yeah. experience that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Our, our, our spouse experiences that. Our kids experience that. Our congregation, if we're a pastor. That's actually why I'm chuckling. That happened to me Sunday. We okay. had a technical problem of something that should have been dealt with. And now I'm in front of hundreds of people irritated, mm-hmm. trying not to be irritated. So my aggression came out passively, which came out passive aggressive, which made it worse. <laughs> and I thought I handled it really well. Yeah. So I had I had seven people now comment to me, man, you were really mad Sunday. I went, oh, you know, in the middle of a sermon, they perceive me as really mad. Mm. Uh, and I, I just, I, I was, this moment's so important. And why yeah. didn't you press that button? And the hardest position to fill on our staff yeah. is anybody that presses a button when I'm speaking. That <laughs> no one wants to volunteer for that because because it's, you know, being a church sound man, no one tells you when it's right. Yeah, they only notice it when it's not what they want. Uh, so it, yeah. it's yes, I'm, I'm chuckling because if my staff were listening right now, that I'll be kind of snickering and pointing to each other and whispering, right. and I'd be yeah. And so and so, let's just take that as an example. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Right, right. It doesn't mean that. I don't think that's <laughs> what that means. I think it means um, it was just one more thing, right? Yes. And, yeah. and it's yeah. a, and it's a, it's a possible indicator, Jim, that you're over committing mm-hmm. time and emotional resources. So yeah. pay attention yeah. to the irritability level in your life, because it is a way that God yeah. speaks to us about something else. Like you said, second, it's a yeah. secondary thing, right? A secondary, yeah. but it's a way God communicates to us, say, Hey, something's not right. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. I want to get your attention. And, and so it, 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 in a, in a sense, it's that dashboard like God has given us that is so, uh, ac- I think it is so accurate in this way that it, every time it tells me, okay, something's up that I'm not in touch with. Yes. And I yeah, there's get more in, going on. Yeah. I've got to get in yeah. touch with that. Yeah. I have to sit here and think about it, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. There's there is more going on than 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 just that moment, right? That's, almost uh, always, yeah. Uh, almost and it's funny, always. but I perceived as it's so common for me to be irritated that I thought I handled it as a common thing. And my sons came to me with seven now stories of people that came to them and said, "Wow, he was really upset." When I thought it, I I handled it so well, but I, I made a joke about, "Hey, thanks. Let's give the tech team a hand. We're going to miss them because they're all fired." Ha ha ha. You know that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I thought, man, he just threatened to fire everybody. Like, oh, I'm just. I'm just dealing with it, I, you know, but I'm dealing with it publicly. Yeah. And it, yeah. I so, think, I, and I think, I think a lot of pastors who are listening right now can connect yeah. to that, right? Something's happening yeah. in the middle of a, a talk and, <laughs> and you're doing your best, 
not to let that, that whatever's going on inside of you that isn't probably good, um, uh, uh, not to let that come out in, in a way that is uh, hurtful to people. <laughs> So, um, and, and you, you know, John, if I touch technology, something normally breaks. My computer brain, it just froze in the yes. middle of that. My computer screen froze. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we did that on purpose, you know, just to see, yes, yeah. just to see yeah. if I get irritated. Right. I'm going to fire my IT guy. <laughs> I forget it. They're all, they're all fired. I quit. <laughs> Let me give you a couple of more real quick, Jim. These yeah. are, these, yeah. again, we're talking about dashboard lights that, that might be an indicator that something in your life is out of rhythm. Here's a third yeah. one. And they, and this one, you may have never thought of before, and it's chronicle. It's chronic physical ailments. Yes. Yeah, let, me, yeah. let me explain. If you've had a string, uh, uh, encountering a string of illnesses, you know, and and again, if you're sick with cancer or you're sick with right, chronic right, yeah. disease, you know, please, I'm not talking to you about that. I'm. Right. That's a whole other area. I know, and I'm not. Right. I'm not diminishing what you're going through in any way, shape, not or at all. But for not me. I went through a stretch in my, I would say it was in my thirties, Jim, where I was sick almost all the time I had, um, with respiratory problems, the flu, sinus mm-hmm. infections, migraine. I was having migraine headaches. I'd never had migraine headaches in my life, wow. my, my mid to late thirties. And I know that all of those things could be single, singularly because of something physical going on in your body. I get right. that. But I wonder, is it possible that the source of those ailments could be elongated stress? Sure. Because my rhythms are out of whack. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember uh, my uh, when my work life was out of rhythm, Jim, I would get sick during vacation. And, and, and it happened like clockwork. And my boys would yeah. complain. They'd say, Dad, you always get sick on vacation. And I think what was happening was I was wound so tight Mm -hmm. from work that when I got away from work and my body didn't know what to do anymore and, and it reacted. Um, and it was very disappointing to the boys, you know, because I, I was my usual fun self when I wasn't feeling well. Right. Um, What do you think about this one? Uh, I want to be careful because I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. Sure. Yeah, yeah, scientifically, what you stated as an observation has been proven in the laboratory. Our our mind is somehow separate from the physiology of our brain that is in some ways separate from the physiology of our bodies at a cellular level. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Caroline Leaf uh, has done a lot of work on this. And if our mind... Uh, our, our soul, I guess the Bible would, would say, certainly the mind is contained in the, in the human soul. The non-physical thing, yeah, the science really hasn't understood it, but we are, we are somehow, the physiology of our brain is affected by something else that, that the Bible calls the soul, the mind would yes. be part of that. So for us to always be upset, always be angry, always do well, or we're telling our body we're at war constantly. Mm. Our brain then kicks in and begins to do the things that a person needs to survive a conflict. And yeah. so we're adrenalized, we're the mm-hmm. cortisol, we've got the, so all of a sudden we're stressed out, our blood pressure, our heart rate, our, and now organs begin to be compromised because we just have to win this fight. Well, it's not a fight, it's a war. Once you live that way, yes. you're at war. There's a reason people rotate in and out of combat. There's a reason why we don't 
mm-hmm. put a unit on the front lines and leave them there for years. They they fight, 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 fight. There's losses, there's battles, there's bullets, and then we pull them back off the line because you have to rest. You have to breathe. You can't be at, at war every day. You can be in a battle, but you can't be at war yeah. every day. So physiologically, even the military has noticed shell shock in World War One would be an example of leaving yes. people in battle way too long under stressful circumstances. So we can we can create dynamics that are that make us very prone to certain illnesses. Um right. the autoimmune things, uh the arthritis things, the yeah. Crohn's, the sure. uh, you know the the undiagnosable uh things, the what, what's that one that everybody gets in their stomach? Um there's an abbreviation for it, but you know uh, our listeners are saying it right now. Yes. But it's um, you know it, it's maybe irritable IBS. bowel. Yeah, yeah IBS, irritable bowel yeah. syndrome. But again, like you're saying, I'm not saying IBS is because you're stressed out. I'm just saying that if you want IBS, the quickest way to get there physiologically is to live in, in combat at all times with everything, everywhere, everyone. No. And eventually the most sensitive organs like our stomach are attached to our to our brain, which is attached to our soul. Yeah. If our soul is not at rest, there's a good chance that our body is mm-hmm. is preparing us to live in combat and we're not prepared to live at war. Right. We're, pre- we're prepared for battles, but we're not prepared for elongated, year-long, troubled marriages, difficult deacons, you know, yes. financial stresses and strains, kids that have gone wayward. I mean, the the right. things that are really hard are, are, you say, man, it's killing me. It's like, li- literally, it is killing you in many yes. ways. Scientifically, it's proven you're shortening life, if not diminishing it greatly. So, Jim, I appreciate your your perspective on that. So, what we're, what we're really saying here, I think, is if you find that a sickness is visiting you more often than not, it doesn't mean you're out of rhythm. But I think it's something to explore. Absolutely. And let's yeah. check: Am I out of rhythm in my walk with God? Yeah. Am I out of rhythm relationally? And, and, I, and I, can I just can I just prove it um, sure. with a theory? Yes. And can I postulate a yeah, theory? Yeah, well, well, well okay. this would be interesting. How many how many days in a three month period is your elementary school child sick and needs to stay home from school? Contrast that to how many days over the course of the summer vacation your child needs to stay in bed. And, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll bet you we can correlate that if if things aren't going well in school, they don't want to go. They're they're checking out. They're getting sick. But how many kids get sick over summer vacation yeah. or Christmas vacation or spring break? That's they they don't. They because they're they they when they're stressed they're they're more prone to those illnesses when yes. they're not stressed they're digging holes and building tree forts and chasing girls you know right. you don't get sick it's too much fun and and stress is not all bad right we know that that some stress is not if you're in us. combat it's, <laughs> it's a great thing to have. it's the elongated yeah. stress yes that yes. creates some of these physical ailments okay so let me give you one more Jim I pre- yeah. really appreciate your thought process on this on the third one here's a fourth dashboard light and that is discomfort with downtime. I'm about to step on toes. Yeah, I, I just looked at my feet. Yeah. You know, if you get fidgety when you're not working or doing something, you're mm-hmm. uncomfortable with taking a breather and just don't know what to do with yourself during downtime, I can almost guarantee you're out of rhythm. Yeah. God did not create you to be the energizer bunny during all your right. waking hours. That's God did not build our bodies yeah. that way. Uh, Josh yeah. did a beautiful job in the in pods in the last uh, previous uh, uh, pods that we had him on Josh yeah. Spurlock talking about the limitations that God has built in yeah. Yeah. to us yeah. as humans. Um, you know, I, I think work 
should include short bursts or bursts of productive effort followed by moments of retreat and recess. You know, watch the ocean waves for an hour and God will speak to you about work and the healthy way to do it. Um, If downtime makes you nuts, makes you crazy, (laughs) you might be running on adrenaline. Yeah. And cortisol. And not only is that bad for you physically, it is definitely bad for you mentally mm. yeah. and emotionally because adrenaline increases your heart rate. It elevates your blood pressure. It boosts your energy supply. It's a hormone released from our adrenal glands. And its major purpose is to prepare the body, as you mentioned earlier, for fight or flight. Yeah, right. Cortisol is the primary stress hormone that helps regulate our blood pressure and our our cardiovascular function. And if there is this long-term activation of the stress response system and overexposure to cortisol, it can disrupt almost all of your body's systems. Absolutely. And it puts you at increased risk for health problems, including anxiety and depression. And so yeah. it matters, Jim, this matters so much. And I, it matters. And, and so when I hear somebody tell me I have a hard time just sitting still, yeah, it concerns me deeply because right. I wonder, is there adrenaline addiction? Is there cortisol addiction? Is there false right. guilt, a tape that's running in their mind that says, unless yeah. I'm doing, I'm not valuable. Yeah. Right. I'm not loved unless I produce what makes people love me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think like Josh or, or actually you were saying in the last podcast about that Sabbath, I think one of the great pushbacks to Sabbath is I don't know how, you know, it was the last time I'm on vacation, but that means I'm going to Disney and then Epcot. And then I, you know, it's like, well, that's that really, it's a vacation away from your normal, but it's not rest. And, and to say, you know, what's the biggest pushback of Sabbath? I think a lot of people say, I, the thought of sitting still, from sundown one night to sundown the next night, I wouldn't know how to do that. And of course, that's not Sabbath is sitting still. There are walks and there are meals and there are naps and there are, you know, but I, yeah, I, I think that's the number one pushback is I don't know how I wouldn't know how to rest that long. And, and do you think, Jim, that we undervalue the internal work that's being done in our lives when we Sabbath that we don't, we don't value what, what is being built on the inside of us as much as yeah. we value what's being built outside oh, yeah. of us. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, someone asked me this question years ago about stealing. I said, do you think it hurts? It, it grieves. It's a relationship. So there's laws that are broken, but he's not a judge. He's a father. Do you, do you believe that stealing, is it the sin that, that breaks God's heart? Or is it the fact that we didn't trust him to provide for us mm-hmm. that breaks God's heart? And if you apply that same thought to this, you know, to, to yeah. Sabbath or to, to this, is, is it that we, we broke the Sabbath that breaks God's heart is that we didn't trust him enough that while we rested, he would continue to work. And I think, we, I think the answer yeah. is the second one, right? Yeah. I, 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 I have said this for years, but one of the greatest days of my life, my marriage, my ministry is the day I resigned from being God. Yeah. When I decided I wasn't the provider or the protector or the healer or the, when I decided I knew him well, but, but I was not him. So I wasn't responsible for the sun coming up tomorrow. And I wasn't responsible for everybody's attitudes, everybody's outcomes, everybody. I am responsible for certain things and I should, I should hold those responsibilities with, with the weight that comes with them. Yes. But man, I, my sons have a free will. 
my my congregation has a free will. I have a free will, and I cannot. I I am not the savior. I am not the provider, and I, it, and I cannot even stay in the game unless I understand the rhythms of the game to stay healthy. Why why are we seeing so much failure today? And I, I know it's public people and mega churches, and you know, I, I this has to be part of it. They ignored. Yes. Uh, you know, we all do, but, the, but again, we're not all known every, or we're not international names, but right. when people ignore what you're talking about today, there are consequences yes. and there will be rest, but often it's in a jail cell or it's, it's out of ministry or out of leadership. Or recovering because, from depression yes. or anxiety yes. where, you know, you're, you're pretty much unable to work and produce, yeah. you know, so Jim, yeah. if I, I would say this to those who are watching and listening today, by the way, we love all of you. We want you to know that. Yeah. You know, yeah. the reason we do this isn't because Jim and I uh, uh, feel like we don't have anything else to do with our life or yeah. we, we get, <laughs> we get some sort of like sense of importance by we've got a podcast and we're, you know, we're going to tell you how things are. That's not our heart at all. We do this because we care about you. We care about leaders. This podcast is free. You know, we, it's just free. We offer this as a, as hopefully a blessing and a help to those who watch and listen. And if you're watching and listening today, please hear me. If one or more of these lights are blinking on the dashboard of your life, it's time to pause and reflect and ask yourself some questions. I'll give them to you here real quick. When was the last time I took a real day off? And if you want to know what a real day off is, listen to the previous podcast. I think it's 33. Um, Am I stopping at a reasonable time most days? Ask yourself that question. Am I in tune with activity that fills my mental and emotional tanks? Yeah. And am I scheduling those activities into my calendar? Here's another one. When's the last time I hung out with replenishing friends with no other agenda than to have fun? Right, right. You know, if you're listening and watching today, you and you alone are responsible for the rhythms in your life. So please pay attention. And if, if you find yourself way out of rhythm, way out of whack, and you don't know how to find your way back, you know, get help. Yeah. There's all kinds of help uh, to do it. If, if you're suffering from major arrhythmia in your life, it's really hard to solve that by yourself. And so yeah. we're here to help you with that. There, you know, and if we can't help you with that, we know somebody. Yeah. I'm sure we know more than one somebody who can yeah. help you. Right on. I love that. And I just want to echo that, that what John just said, that they're I had never even occurred to me that someone might think that we do this for any other reason besides be left people. Cause that's the only reason we've ever thought of, right. <laughs> you know? So we, we do love you guys and, and, uh, guys as guys and gals, obviously that's right. just, um, take good care of yourselves so that you mm-hmm. can take good care of the people that God's placed in your life. It just, you will, I don't think I've ever met somebody who regretted their day off. I met lots of people who regretted never taking the day off. That's right. I don't think I've ever met a person who regretted their date night. I met lots of people who regretted never having a date night. It's just, it's so simple um, once you make it a priority. And so we are praying for you. We are cheering for you. We are here for you. Uh, ConvergeCoach.com. Just uh, reach out if you need to have a conversation. And like John said, we, we recognize when we're in over our head. 
And if we are, we know lots of people that have longer snorkels than we do that, that can help you with specialized areas of your life. It's synonymous. It's yeah. like we, we want you to get the help because we want you to continue to lead, you know. So God bless you as you do. We are cheering for you. We're in your corner as you continue to lead very well from alignment.